Well, children, gather around, get real close, and I want to tell you the next story. Now, remember, we are going through this story, and it's entitled The Lost City of Light. Now, remember last week, they traveled to the Congo on a missions trip, and they're visiting some of the children in the orphanage and in the children's hospital, and they meet up with Lens, but find out that Lens's parents... Something's wrong. Where are they? So the very next morning, they get up, and they pack up their suitcases, tents, and all of this, and they're ready for their... They don't know how long they're going to be gone, hopefully just a few hours, but they head down the, down the road up north to the Virunga National Park. Now, in Virunga National Park, there are eight volcanoes, and Caleb says, hey, you know, how far do we have to go here? And Len says, well, you're going to go about 12 miles north to... Niragongo, Mount Niragongo. And Caleb looked in his rearview mirror at him because Lens is in the back and he's driving. And he says, but wait a second. I thought that Mount Niragongo was that mountain that exploded, that volcano that exploded just a few years ago. And Lens said, yes, actually it is. And a lot of the lava flowed into our city 12 miles south and 100,000 people were without homes. This was a serious, serious volcano eruption. And David looked at him and said, so wait a second. Are you telling me that where we're going is an active volcano? Like, how did this happen? And Lenz thinks for a moment, and he says, well... The subterranean pressure along the Albertine Rift, a, a thin zone of the coastal crustal plates, caused uh, an extrusion of magma that... And David said, wait, 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 wait a second. You're only 12 years old. You can't talk like this. Tell you what, talk to me like I'm 10. Lens thinks for a while shrugs his shoulders and says, okay, the subterranean pressure along the Albertine Rift. Wait, no, 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 no. Lens, talk to me like, like I'm five. And he thought for a moment and he said, mountain blow up, lava kill many. <laughs> Gee, Lens, thanks. Uh, that was so insightful and, and helpful. And Lizzie digs his elbow into David and says, David. So not but a few minutes later, they finally arrive at Nyiragongo, Mount Nyiragongo. And as soon as the right pulled up right behind, here, by the way, I should have told you this. This is their truck, except it's not blue and it's not pink, but it's, if you can just imagine this is dark green. Can you do that? Maybe, okay, this is, this is the Jeep that they're driving down this dirt road. And they pull up behind Lenz's parents' vehicle. And they jump out. As soon as they climb out, Lenz smells sulfur in the air, and he can feel the ground quaking. At that moment, David says, oh, Lenz, we found out what the problem was. Your parents actually did have car problems. See, they have two flat tires. And Caleb says, wait a second, look closer, David. Do you see these two holes here? Those are bullet holes. And Lenz runs around to the passenger siding. He opens the rear door, and there's the, their bag with 
op- unzips it in its unfolded clothes, and he opens the passenger's front door, okay? And inside the glove compartment, he pulls out the journal. He opens it up, and he begins to read. And he says, guys, they're not here. And as soon as he says this, the ground shakes more. And he says, guys, they're not here. We got to get out of here right now. And he turns around and starts running to the car. And David is like, what do you mean right now? We got to look for your parents. And he says, I'm telling you, they're not here. We got to go right now. And as soon as they get into the vehicle, they're driving as fast as they can down this dirt road, you know, like this, as fast as they can. And David, or rather Lizzie says, Lens, why why are we leaving right away? And he says, Look back there, and as they turn around, they could see trees beginning to crash and catch on fire. And then suddenly, bursting in onto the road, they see a flow of lava coming right for them. Boys and girls, what's going to happen? And Len says to to Caleb, Caleb, come on, pedal to the metal. We got to floor this. We have to go as fast as we can. And Caleb says, if I go any faster, it's going to destroy your parents' car. I can't do that. It's going to destroy your little Jeep here. And you can't do that. And Len says, well, it's either the vehicle or our lives. We have to go as fast as we can. And David says, but lava goes really slow. And he says, not this. This lava can go 60 miles an hour. And Caleb hears that and he floors it. And they're flying down the road and the lava's catching up with them. And suddenly the road shoots off this way and they go off this way and the lava keeps going straight and they're safe. Just catch your breath for a minute. Woo! That's right. Caleb looks in his rearview mirror and he says, Lens, how did you know that your parents weren't there and that they took them? He said, it was pretty simple. First, the bullet holes told me that the militia had come, you know, the really bad guys, and shot their tires out. And when I looked in the, the passenger side rear door, my parents' luggage was back there, but it was from the clothes day before because they were unfolded. So they were done their, their expedition here. And when I opened the glove compartment, here, let me read to you what it said right here. The last entry in their notebook, it says, Mountain Ridge, no, it's, you know, it says dead end, Mountain Ridge beyond Kesey, last hope. And that's what they wrote before the militia took them away. So guys, here's what we're going to do. I've got a map here. Nice and handy, huh? And right here, if we go down west on this road, We're going to come about 75 miles. We're going to come to the village called Kesey. It's a small village. And then we're going to go four-wheeling north on a dirt road. And I've only seen the dirt road. My parents have pointed it out, but nobody goes down that way. I mean, nobody goes down that way. And we're going to follow that road for about 15 miles. And then we're going to come to the end of this mountain ridge. And all I know is that's where they're at. In the legend... My parents have told me that this city of light is near a, it's called Ngomba Moto. Ngomba Moto. And that means volcano. And, and, and I don't understand it. This mountain ridge is not a volcano, and Uragongo was. But this is where they say is their last hope. So I think that's where the bad guys took them. 
And Caleb looks in his rearview mirror again, and he says, you know, can I be honest with you, Len? You're pretty smart. How did you figure out that they were not there, and, and he walked him through it again, and he says, well, so, I mean, I mean how, how did you figure that out? Like, that, was, that was really smart. And Len says, well, actually, my dad and I play a game. And one of us gives three clues, and the other person has to guess what they're talking about, an animal or a city. You can only give three guesses. You can only give three guesses. You, you can only give three facts, and then we have to guess. And my dad, we played this game all the time. And you know, one of my favorite games is chess. And you know, I've beaten my dad twice so far now. And, and Caleb says, you know what, Lens, you have a really special dad. You know, in America, last month, we celebrated Father's Day. And I want you to know, I, I think I have a really, really special dad. And we honored him that day. And you know what, my dad taught me just about everything I know about Jesus. And when life gets really hard, he, I sit down with him, and it's my dad who helps me walk through that really hard time. You know what, Lenz? Your dad seems like a really special man. I bet he would take a bullet for you. And Len said, yes, my, my dad has taken a bullet for me. And Caleb says, no, I mean, you're... I, that's an expression in America. I, I bet your dad would take a bullet for you. And, and Len says, well, my dad actually did take a bullet for me. About three years ago, there was a sound downstairs, and, and someone had broken in, I guess, to rob us. And I was the first one at the top of the stairs. And when I looked down, there was the man pointing a gun at me. I was so scared. And before he pulled that trigger... My dad stepped in front, holding his hand out. And when he got hit, he tumbled down the stairs. I thought for sure my dad was a goner. And when he rushed downstairs, we called the ambulance, and my dad lived. You see, my dad really did take a bullet for me. And Caleb said, wow, your dad is a really special dad. I'm sure you love him a lot. Len said, with all my heart. No sooner did they wrap that conversation up, but Len said, hey, Kesey is up here on the left, and we're going to need to go north here. And as they go down this dirt road, <clears throat> Lens looks and he says, I can tell they've been here. And David says, well, how can you tell that they've been here? And he says, can you see in the, the grass that's covering the pathway now, the, the, the tire marks? They've been here very recently. We've got about 15 miles to go. Now, as they approached the end of that 15 miles, Caleb, as he came around a curve, suddenly put on his brakes, coming to a complete halt, and backed the Jeep up. And David's looking at him in the front seat, and he said, Caleb, what are you doing? Come, we only have a little bit. I think I saw their vehicles up ahead. And Caleb stepped out, and he said, guys, Let's be very quiet. Close your doors quietly and come behind me. And hey, Lens, hand me your binoculars. And he hands him binoculars. You know what binoculars do, boys and girls? When you look through them, you can see things that are very far away as if they're very close. And as he's looking towards these vehicles, these other Jeeps, there's two of them. He says, guys, 
I don't see anybody around these Jeeps. Let's just walk up to them very carefully. And as they approached them, sure enough, nobody was around. And they fanned out, they spread out looking for nobody around. And as they came back together, Len said, you know what? It's starting to get dark. It's starting to get dark. So I'm going to encourage you. Let's just pick this up next week or, or tomorrow. And then I think we're going to be good. Could we have the lights, please, guys? Awesome. And so as they were laying down around the campfire, looking up at the stars, after they had eaten, they just began to talk, and, and Len says, you know what? I'm really grateful for my dad, and I really wish that he were here, but I'm scared. And Lizzie said, Lens, why are you scared? And he said, I'll tell you why I'm scared. My dad's not here. This is a scary place. And she says, but I know we're kind of out in the jungle, but... Why is it scary? He said, guys, I need to tell you. There's a lot of stories about this place here in this mountain ridge. That's why nobody comes this way. There's the mountain gorillas. They're huge. They're like four times your size. They're dangerous. And David says under his breath, now he tells us. And then, of course, there's these flying creatures in the sky. And I don't know what that's all about. As a matter of fact, look up there right now. Do you see those lights just moving all around up in the sky? Those are the lights that glow at night to protect the entrance to the city of light. Boys and girls, can we have the lights? What do you suppose are those lights? Are they flying saucers or are they flying creatures? How about the men? The bad men from the militia. What do they really want anyway? And are Lenz's parents okay? Are they going to find this city of light? Next week, we're going to come up with some answers to those questions. Each of you kids have amazing dads. I'm going to read a list here that I wrote down. And some of these things that your dads have done and, or maybe taught you, they're very special in your life. Maybe how to put a tent up. Or if it didn't go up according to the instructions, how to throw the tent away. Okay, I, I'm just joking right there. But honestly, guys, those instructions are the piece of paper that come with this object. The, how, to put the, how to assemble these things together. Uh, they're helpful sometimes. Or you know what? How about how to throw or hit a ball or how to build a block house or how to properly apologize? You've seen that. You've seen your dad do that a lot with your mom, right? Okay. 
my kids have seen me do that a lot with their mom. Or how about how to forgive and deal with your anger? You know what? Most important thing your dads have done, many of your dads or your spiritual dads, is they've taught you about Jesus. You know, I grew up and my dad, he taught me some about Jesus. I appreciate my dad. I love my dad. All dads have character issues. We struggle. We fail. But today, I want you boys and girls to think about your dad. The Bible says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you here on earth. That is God's promise to us, that if we honor him, we, we will walk in God's blessing because your dads, your moms, have something they very important they need to pass on to you. My dad passed a lot of stuff on to me, like how to put a tent up. But you know what? Your dads love you so much. Your spiritual dads love you so much. Just like Lenz's dad, they take a bullet for you. I know my dad would. But I want to tell you about someone who really did take a bullet for you. And that is Jesus. Except the bullet that went into him were nails through his hands and his feet. And his death was not falling downstairs. It was done on a cross. Because the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Can you see the father's heart in sending his son and Jesus's willingness to take that bullet for you, to take those nails on that cross for you? That's how much God loves you. That is a picture of the father heart that God has for you. Your moms and your dads, your dads right today, we get to celebrate what they have done for us. And I'm going to encourage you, find, figure out, think about some of those things. And be really specific. Just say, hey, dad, thank you for teaching me how to hit a ball. Hey, dad, thanks for teaching me how to play chess or checkers. Hey, dad, thank you for teaching me how to love Jesus. Honor your dads today. Bible says, that he's going to just fill you up with his love and he's going to bless you. Amen.